Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, Episode 70. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is your viewer does not care about your process. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. When I think about my photography and more specifically my approach to post-processing, a fair description is this, a series of subtle changes, small tweaks, incremental adjustments that when viewed as a whole, create a stronger, more compelling photograph. Yet to my viewers, the method by which I create my images is completely hidden from them. And to be blunt, the vast majority don't care at all how the image is made. Let's talk about that today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating. The fresh ratings really help put the show on the podcast feed radars and help other photographers find out about Stop Down Podcast. So this podcast title, Your Viewer Doesn't Care About Your Process, I feel like I'm coming out swinging. And while I do want to catch your attention, I don't mean in any way that the artistic process is not important. Far from it. The artistic process and your specific approach to your photographs is very important. It's how you interpret the world to produce your images. It's personal. It's very meaningful to you and maybe to a few of your artistically inclined friends and colleagues. Certainly to us here, our virtual community of Stop Down Podcast listeners, because we are all photographers and artists, and part of the artistic path is discovery, is learning, is exploring ourselves and the methods of other artists. Yet to most people, the viewers of our images, they don't really care about the process to create the image. It's the final product they see and ultimately pass judgment on. This came to the forefront of my mind in the past week. I was working on an image, doing my thing, small tweaks, subtle changes, shaping my subject, drawing my viewer's eye, building up that final photo, bit by bit, layer by layer, reinforcing the story of my photo. And I realized that this level of work, this detail I pay attention to, it's invisible to the viewer. My viewer will never see the buildup of the image. To use a musical analogy, there is no crescendo with the photograph. The singular image is an indivisible unit. The viewer sees the photo. And this is different from other art forms. A stand-up comic can take an audience on a little journey, build up to their punchline. I used a musical analogy. I'm prone to using musical analogies here on the podcast, so let me take you on a little musical detour to the 1970s. In 1977, the Steve Miller Band put out Swingtown, one of their bigger hits from the Book of Dreams album. And if you've not heard the song, I'll leave a link in the show notes to Swingtown on the Steve Miller Band YouTube channel. But the song begins with a simple drum beat. Nothing else, just the drum beat. Light, peppy, nothing flashy. Next, the bass line gets added in. Strong, yet simple. The first rhythm guitar enters. A bright strum, a simple three-chord progression. Now enter the piano. Mimicking the rhythm guitar, but with a slight variation on every other chord progression. Then a second guitar comes in. Another simple, triple-strummed power chord. And finally the vocals 
which also begin simply melodic, you know, oohs and woes kind of thing. It's about a 45 second buildup. And by the time you're one minute into this song, you're listening to this full, rich wall of sound. The incremental add of each layer of music is part of that listening experience. The orchestration choices are known and available to the listener. How, when, and perhaps why each instrument gets added is part of the song's charm. So in this way, the process of a musical piece is part of the artistic work, at least in the delivery of the song. Sure, as listeners, we're not privy to the process of designing the orchestration. You know, how many decibels were given to the keyboard track to make sure that it's heard? Or why does one instrument enter after four bars of the progression and others enter eight bars? You know, that information, it may be out there, I don't know. I expect that's the level of detail those studying music production are keenly interested in, like the way we study photography and why photographers frame the way they do or process the way they do. The way that Swingtown is assembled very much resonates with me and my photography. That layered buildup, that layered buildup of sound is quite parallel to how I process my photos in the digital darkroom. The foundation of exposure and contrast are set first. Next, global tonality, color corrections, overall vibrance, and then the accents are added in. A splash of color here, a dodger burn there, the localized adjustments keep building up, and I'll spend a lot of time with localized adjustments, and with each change, the image as a whole becomes richer and tells a stronger story. The individual adjustments in and of themselves aren't game changers. Each one does its part, each one contributes to the whole, and the sum is hopefully greater than its parts. Just like Swingtown, each layer of music added, the layer itself of music, simple riff, simple chords, but when put all together, a hit song. Yet when it comes to a photograph, we cannot deliver that kind of build-up experience to a viewer. There is no crescendo. The photograph is delivered in one visual gulp. Any buildup that takes place in the creative process for the photo, it's hidden from the viewer. It's, um, it's like watching a swan gliding across the surface of a lake. The swan moves with grace, elegance, you know, effortless beauty. What we don't see beneath the surface is the swan's feet paddling and pedaling and churning the water to move around. Now, when I look at a swan on a lake, I don't think about its webbed feet doing its work. I take in the beauty. I enjoy the feeling, that graceful, effortless beauty. And to tie this back to photography and our viewers, I think it's the same thing. Our viewers take in the final work, the ultimate output of our internal creative process. They, by and large, do not care how the work emerged. The experience they have is that single visual gulp. And as photographers, I think we can use that insight. Know that our viewers are not privy to our process, nor should they need to be to enjoy our images. Thinking a little more about this idea of this single visual gulp of how a viewer takes in a photograph, are there ways the process of creating a photo can be shared with our viewers? Is that possible for photography? 
a bunch of years ago. I was in Florence, Italy, and went to see Michelangelo's The David. And I love the way the museum, the Galleria dell'Accademia, they presented the statue. So David was at the end of this hall. And as you walk down the corridor toward the finished masterpiece, lining the hall on either side were unfinished versions of the David, partially chipped slabs of marble, some very rough, some blocks barely touched by the artist's hand. But they showed the progression. They arranged it in the way of the very lightly touched marble at the front of the hallway. And as you got closer and closer to the David, you saw more incomplete but further along works. And it was a very powerful presentation, giving a glimpse into the artistic process. Could something like that work for photography? I don't know. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, you are a photographer and someone that is pursuing photography as a passion. I'm sure you've seen YouTube videos or blog posts showing the progression of an image. The before and after is the obvious one. But I've always liked the progression, seeing the buildup of the steps taken to craft that final photo, taking the raw exposure to a final vision. You know, and I've made those types of videos and blog posts too. And those certainly reveal the process. But I think the audience is limited to those of us that are learning and studying photography. The larger viewing audience probably doesn't care. Maybe they actually feel shortchanged. You know, the entire, was that photoshopped? Discussion ensues. What about a photo essay? Maybe. Although that's really more about a collection of images that together tell the bigger story. Each image itself is still a standalone piece. uh, Yeah, I suppose a presentation of several variants of a photo, you know, several versions leading to the final piece, you know, a la the David, maybe that would work. But I think to the general public, you know, the viewers writ large, that would be interesting for the photographic greats, you know, the history makers, getting a glimpse into their genius. For the rest of us, I think we need to stay focused on that singular image, make each individual image as strong as it can be, and know that the process to create the image is immaterial to our viewers. A little bit of studio news this week. In last week's podcast, I announced the Oregon Coast Workshop. And as I record this this week, it is already sold out. So uh, for those of you that are joining me and Derek's story in Oregon, I am already looking forward to it, doing lots of planning for it. Uh, For those that weren't able to get a seat, well, uh, let me know. Use the contact form on stepdownpodcast.com or my website, scottdavenportphoto.com. I want to make sure you're on the wait list because, you know, things happen in the months leading to a workshop. Cancellations may occur. And if you're on the wait list, well, then we'll turn around and say, you know, hey, there's a space that's opened up. Are you interested in taking it? Also, I am toying with the idea of hosting a second workshop in Oregon. I'm not sure if it will be the same arrangement as the one that's already planned and on the calendar, but it would certainly be right around the same time, probably the second full week of November, like the week of November, what is that, 13th or 14th, something like that. I'll be in that area of the Pacific Northwest, and if there's demand, maybe I'll set up another workshop. So do reach out to me. Let me know. At a minimum, 
I'll make sure you get onto the wait list for the Oregon Coast Workshop in November, happening now 9th to the 12th of November in 2021. And let me know if you'd be interested in a workshop the following week, say November 15th to 19th, that area. Links to the contact forms and how to get a hold of me, all in the show notes. Before I sign off this week, thanks as always to members of our Patreon community. It is your support that keeps the Stop Down podcast on the air week after week, and I really couldn't do it without you. So thank you, as always, for your continued support of this podcast, the free tutorials on YouTube, and for my work in general. Thank you again. I truly, truly appreciate it. If you would like to learn more about ways you can support this podcast or want to join the Patreon community, check the show notes. There's links there to the Support the Show page where there is information about the Patreon community, and there's also a list of several different zero-cost ways that you can support this podcast. And one of those ways is leaving a rating. Whatever app you're using, please take a moment, leave a rating for the podcast if you've been enjoying the content. Let me know. It makes it a two-way conversation for me, so that part helps out. It also helps put the show on the podcast radars so that other photographers can find out about it. And that will wrap it up this week. Remember that your viewers ultimately care about the final image. That is what we want to produce. We want to make that as strong as possible. As you're working on your photos, everything from field work and framing into the digital darkroom, take those steps, pay attention to details, and make that story as strong as possible. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun.